Hola amigos, esta es la historia de El Coco. This is the story of El Coco. I'm leaving Mexico in a few weeks, so I wanted to try to do another horror tale passed down through the centuries of Latin Americans and Spanish. Of course, the older the generation, the more compelling the story. Now it is more of a tale to scare children, but still many believe it to be true. El Coco, also El Cuco or Cuqui, sometimes called El Bolo, is a monster common to many Spanish-speaking countries and one who eats little kids. It also comes in many forms. According to ancient origins, the El Coco originally was thought to be a dragon or a turtle-like creature with a dragon's head. The El Coco many Latin American and Spanish cultures know is more like a boogeyman. It can take anyone or anything's shape and transform into it, including people and animals. The El Coco from Mexico is a beast that has red eyes and can hide anywhere in the shadows, scaring you when you least expect it. There is a rhyme that originated in the 17th century and has evolved over the years, but still retains its original meaning. Both Spanish and Portuguese tell of the terror El Coco is meant to bring. Due to the disturbing nature of this content, viewer discretion is advised. If you like your stories full of intrigue, whodunit, and unexplained true horror, then you made it. True Horror Podcast is all that. Pull up your bed covers, turn off the light, and get ready to hear the bizarre, the mortifying, and supernatural tales where you decide if there's truth in what you hear. The Coco or Coca, also with many other variations, is a mythical ghost monster equivalent to the boogeyman and found in many Spanish and Portuguese countries. It is a commonly used figure of speech representing an irrational or exaggerated fear. The monster will come to the house of disobedient children and make them disappear. Before we go any further, I do apologize for my bad pronunciation. In Portuguese-speaking countries, it is also known as the Kokowi, a male being while Kuka is a female version. The myth of the Koko or Kokowi originated in northern Portugal and Galicia. The word Koko derives from the Galician and Portuguese Koku, which means coconut. The word coco is used by the Spanish and translates to human head or skull. The word in Portuguese means the crown of the head or the highest place, and within Galicia it also translates to head. The myths and legends surrounding El Coco started in Spain where parents would sing lullabies or tell rhymes to children warning them that if they did not sleep, El Coco would come to get them. Latin America also has El Coco, although its folklore is usually quite different, commonly mixed with native beliefs and because of cultural contacts, sometimes more related to the boogeyman of the United States. In northern New Mexico and southern Colorado, where there is a large Hispanic population, it is referred to by its anglicized name, the Coco Man. 
Among Mexican Americans, El Coco is portrayed as an evil monster that hides under children's beds at night and kidnaps or eats the child that does not go to sleep when it is time to do so or disobeys his or her parents. However, the Spanish-American boogeyman does not resemble the shapeless or hairy monster of Spain. Popular legend also describes El Coco as a small humanoid with glowing red eyes that hides in closets or under the bed. In Brazilian folklore, it is known as Acuca. There is also a famous lullaby sung by most parents to their children that says the Cuca will come to get them and make a soup or soap made of them if they do not sleep. In Spain, Portugal, and Latin America, parents sometimes invoke the coco or cuca as a way of discouraging their children from misbehaving. They sing the lullabies or tell rhymes with the same warning to their children, saying that if they don't obey their parents, el coco will come and get them and then eat them. It is not the way the coco looks, but what it does that scares most. It is a child eater and a kidnapper, it may immediately devour the child, leaving no trace, or it may spirit the child away to a place of no return. But it only does this to disobedient children. It is on the lookout for children's misbehavior from the rooftops. It takes the shape of any dark shadow and stays watching. It represents the opposite of the guardian angel and is frequently compared to the devil. The oldest known rhyme about the coco, which originated in the 17th century, the rhyme has evolved over the years but still retains its original meaning. Sleep child, sleep or else, coco will come and eat you. Duérmete niño, duérmete ya, que viene el coco y te comerá. There is no general description of the coco as far as facial or body descriptions, but it is stated that this shape-shifting being is extremely horrible to look at. The coco is variously described as a shapeless figure, sometimes a hairy monster that hides in closets or under beds and eats children that misbehave when they are told to go to bed. Coco is also the name of a female dragon who featured in various medieval stories. In Portugal, one still survives in folklore. She fights in some sort of medieval tournament with St. George during the Corpus Christi celebrations. She is called Santa Coca. If she defeats St. George by scaring the horse, there will be a bad year for the crops and famine. If the horse and St. George win by cutting off one of her ears and earring with her tongue, the crops will be fertile. Oddly enough, the people's cheer for St. Coca in Galicia, there are still two dragon cocas. The legend says that the dragon arrived from the sea and was devouring the young women of the village until she was killed in combat by the young men of the city. The dragon shared the same name that was given in Portuguese and Spanish to the cog, a type of ship, and although used mainly for trade, it was also a war vessel common in medieval warfare and piracy raids on coastal villages. The oldest reference to coca is in a book from the year 1274, where it is referred to as a big fish that appears on the shore. In Catalonia, the Cuca Ferra di Tortoso 
was first documented in 1457. It is a zoomorphic figure that looks like a tortoise with a horned spine, dragon claws and a dragon head. The legend says she had to dine every night on three cats and three children. In Brazil, the coco appears as a humanoid female alligator called Cuca. She is dressed like a woman with ugly hair and a sack on her back. Cuca appears as the one of the main villains in children's books, but in the book she appears like a powerful witch that attacks innocent children. Artists illustrating these books depicted the Cuca as an alligator. She is similar to Coca, the dragon from the folklore of Portugal and Galicia. Some say that the cocoa or coca is used because the inner shell of the cocoa has on its outside surface three holes, giving it the appearance of a skull. This is what frightens children. The heads would have protective and healing powers protecting people and communities. They would also be cherished for the divinatory, prophetic and healing powers. From Portugal to Galicia, the same traditions have been used since the 15th century as an integral part of festivals like All Souls Day and the ritual begging of Beobaldias. In some places, it is customary for groups of children to walk on the streets on the 31st of October and the 1st and 2nd of November at nightfall with a hollow pumpkin with holes that were cut out pretending to be eyes, nose and the mouth as if it was a skull, and with the stump of the candle lit from within to give it a more macabre look. To ensure that the souls found their way back home, the Batador de Almas, whose mission was to lay souls, would go every night through valleys and mountains and up on trees ringing a little bell or carrying a lantern singing a prayer to the souls. Every Portuguese village had one. Calling and singing to the souls is an ancient tradition done either by one person alone or in groups. The serenderos are disguised young men covered with a blanket, a bedsheet or a hooded cloak. They carry a staff in one hand and in the other they carry a small bundle of basil or apples that they make the girls take part and smell or which they tickle with people's cheeks, sometimes to play a prank. They bring stinging nettles. When a girl recognises the serendero, or if she recognises her boyfriend masked as a serendero, she throws him an apple brought from home. The serenderos represent the spirits of the dead, the spirits of nature. In Portugal, coco is a name for a hooded cloak. It was also the name of the traditional hooded black wedding dress still in use at the beginning of the 20th century. During the Holy Week celebrations in both Portugal and Spain, the Protheson de los Pasos, a procession of steps organized by the Catholic Brotherhoods, the herald, a man dressed with a black hooded cloak that covered his face and had three holes for the eyes and mouth, led the procession and announced the death of Christ. This man was either named Gorka or one of the many other forms of the name depending on the country. The name Coca was given to the cloak and to the man who wore the cloak, and it represented death. In 1498, the Portuguese King Manuel I gave permission to the Catholic Brotherhood of the Misericordia to collect the bones and remains from the gallows of those that had been condemned to death and put them in a grave every year on All Saints' Day. The land of the dead is a mythic land which appears in traditions from various cultures around the ancient world. 
Probably the oldest mention of a mythic land of the dead located in the Iberian Peninsula is in the Laborgabala Eren. The legends of Portugal and Spain speak of the enchanted land, the land where an enchanted people dwell under the earth in Portugal and Galicia. The lore of Galicia says that in Galicia there are two overlapped people. A part lives on the surface of the land, they are the Galician people, and the other in the subsoil is the other world, the world of the dead from where everything comes back. The king who rules this enchanted world has a daughter, Princess Moira, a shapeshifter who changes herself into a snake or she's even been seen riding a dragon. There's also a painting that depicts a cloaked menacing figure which was painted by Goya in 1799. El Coco has over time appeared in many films and TV shows. On the television series Grimm in the fifth episode of season three, El Cucuy poses as a little old lady who answers the prayers of crime victims, changes into beast form and brutally slays criminals, thus rendering a version of a vigilante justice that is a departure from the standard El Cucuy legend. Stephen King's 2018 novel The Outsider also became a HBO series in 2020 and based on King's novel, features a variation of El Cuco as its main villain. On the Netflix Brazilian series Invisible City, the Cuca is featured as a witch who uses its powers to put people asleep and enter their minds. A wealthy family of Cucus appeared in Wizards of Waverly Place, episode Alex Gives Up. Their abilities including shape-shifting in which they can change their face to a dark grey skull shape with large red eyes. Staying somewhat true to folklore, they enjoy scaring children. According to ancient origins, El Coco was first described in text by a Greek historian who was born in 90 BC. Siculus wrote that Iberian soldiers would take their enemies' heads and pierce them through spears as an offering to the El Coco, although he didn't call them that. Some say the El Coco comes from the word coconut, but not all historians agree whether or not that's true. There's definitely something to be said about horrifying heads. In Portugal, El Cuco or Coco is represented with a carved out pumpkin with a face and lit candle inside. Sound familiar? Going back to The Outsider by Stephen King that was turned into a TV show, Investigator Holly Gibney, who suspects the thing that's out there killing children isn't human, is the one who looks into El Cuco and learns that it also feeds on little kids. But the outsider's version of El Cuco or El Coco has its own king flair. Its true form is described as being a body of worms that can take a person's DNA and transform into them. Somehow this is infinitely more scary than a dragon pumpkin head or alligator lady. Whether you believe the story of El Coco, every legend is derived from something. Still to this day, the story of El Coco is frightening children across the globe. You know what to do, that five-star review. Or you can swing by YouTube to comment and like. Now, if you want to get more personal and scare me with your tales of horrors, Take a ride on the wild side and share them on my subreddit, True Horror Podcast. 
Until next time, remember that sometimes things you see in the shadows are more than just shadows. Shadows.